Welcome to Family Tech Talk, the show that helps you be the tech expert of your home. From interviews with lifestyle experts on how they use technology to tech tips and the latest news. No matter what your skill level is with Family Tech Talk, you can be the person all your friends and family go to for tech advice. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Family Tech, where you get to be the tech expert of your own home. I am Sarah, and today I'm really excited about this topic. It is definitely one that um, a lot of parents ask me about, kids accessing explicit content, and it is something that they're so concerned on. And I love this book. I've been recommending this book for a while that Kristen has written. So I wanted to bring Kristen on and talk about kids and pornography. So Kristen, tell us a little bit about yourself and and what you've got going on. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for having me with you today. Yeah, you know, it's a topic that um, a lot of parents are concerned about and then other parents don't want to think about, right? <laughs> True don't even want to consider. But uh, we need to because it's a reality. I mean, there's awesome things out there, but there's some dangers. So uh, let's prepare our kids with digital defense skills is what I say and, um, and help them along the way. But um, yeah, so uh, you asked me to talk a little bit about myself. I'm uh, have two grandchildren, two young grandchildren. And um three children that are grown or waiting. One is waiting for me in heaven. Um, and um, I started this whole kind of mission to help parents deal with this topic years ago when a mom came to me and told me about her 17-year-old son who was looking at pornography and then acting out on his younger brothers and sisters. And unfortunately, this has become a tidal wave of, um, you know, what's really happening out there. Um, this problem of, um, you know, sibling sexual trauma is just growing. It is fueled by earlier and earlier access to pornography. So I'm really glad to be able to empower parents to deal proactively, uh, positively with this problem instead of, you know, just being afraid of it. We can we can do something. <laughs> yes. And you know, that is why I love your platform and and love what you've got going on because I'm the same. I want to empower families to access technology in a healthy way, um, you know, and not be afraid of it. And so right. that's what I really love about your approach is we're, we're going to talk about this. We're going to do something about it because it's not something we can avoid or put our heads in the sand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. Um, and really once you start, you know, once you start doing something about it, it is really not as, you know, not as big and bad a issue. Like it's not as hard as you think once you get started, um, and so hopefully, you know, some of the resources that we have will really help you. Um, we have a guide, a free guide called, you know, um, how do I, how to talk to kids about pornography. Uh, you can get that at defendyoungminds.com and download that. And it's really helps you um, uh, to get educated yourself, 
to arm your children and to continue the conversations. So I highly recommend everyone go ahead and download that. It's free and it's very, very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So like, and we kind of just touched on this, but many parents are shocked at how the age of the first exposure to pornography happens. You know, they're talking to me like, you know, I haven't talked to my 12 year old about, um, about sex or anything like that. And I'm like, it's go sooner, earlier, earlier. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what do you think it is that is that by the age continues to get lower, about first exposure to pornography? Because kids are getting access to devices earlier and earlier. And so when you have, you know, young children with these powerful, powerful computers in their hands that basically um, anyone in the world can access them through here um, and they can get so much content. Um, I think parents don't realize um they just don't and maybe a mom like she doesn't see these things come up on her social media or she isn't targeted but her her child might be targeted so younger and younger um we when i wrote good pictures bad pictures porn proofing today's young kids that was back in 2014 and we've we've updated it with you know new additions but since then but when i first published that i had people really pushing back because that was for like seven to eleven right Mm -hmm. and but i saw that that's when these kids were getting you know access to this material getting harmed by it and so i um could see that you know this is when they need to this this is when we need to do the intervention right is when they're starting to see it And I had pushback on that. Like, why would you ever talk to a seven-year-old, you know? And even to this day, I get people saying, you're, you're, you're destroying their innocence. You're taking away their, I'm like, no, a child that knows what pornography is enough to reject it, enough to recognize it, why they need to reject it and what to do when they see it is so much like they're equipped to maintain more of their innocence yeah. than a child that has no clue and is caught off guard. So yes, younger and younger children. But the thing is this, is that then I'm giving a presentation and a, a mother comes up and she goes, well, do you have something for three-year-olds? And I'm like, three-year-olds. It felt like someone like sucker punched me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just, but then I looked around and every kid's on an iPad mm-hmm. or some tablet. And I'm like, no wonder. So it was parents, several parents coming to me and saying, we need a book for younger children. So that's when I wrote Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior. Um, it's that one. You've got it. <laughs> awesome. Um, and both of them became number one bestsellers on Amazon, which means something, right? For sure. Um, I think it, it really means that there's a need. It's feeling like a need. There's a real need out there to have a way to talk to kids in a comfortable way and educate them, give them, you know, a definition, a warning and a plan. So what it is in an age appropriate definition, why it's harmful to your growing brain and what to do 
when you see it. So definition of warning and plan, both books do that in slightly different ways that are age appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I actually, I have both books here. Yeah. Uh, been recommending them for awesome. forever and ever. Um, Thank you, Sarah. As long as they've been around. Because uh, I just think they're so great. Uh, we'll get it more into the books um, in a little bit, but I do want to touch on like, what are some places or ways that you're seeing kids encountering explicit concepts? I mean, you mentioned, you know, there's on the iPad for sure. That's definitely going to be probably number one on the list. But where else, like, because, Here's what I was going to say. Uh, as you were mentioning, like my algorithm shows me, you know, dog videos and, you know, things like that. And so a lot of people, when I'm talking to them about, you know, there's explicit content on Pinterest and things like that, they're like, well, I've never mm -hmm. seen any of that. Well, yeah, you haven't, but, you know, a kid just browsing around can encounter it. So like p some people are surprised at where they can encounter it. So where, where are some yeah. places that kids are coming across it? Yeah. Well, anywhere online, anywhere on the internet, any app. Mm -hmm. um, so you mentioned Pinterest. Yeah. I know a kid that um, that's where he, he, as a young, like as a nine-year-old, he was like, mom, could I just have a Pinterest account? Because I want to learn how to make pancakes or something. You know <laughs> what I mean? When he really knew, he knew because of his friends, mm -hmm. that's where he could access pornography. And um, so we tend to think, and, and I just heard of, you know, kids, like they'll play Roblox, right? And they'll get a little app to edit their skins, you mm -hmm. know, and to make different costumes, right? And to, and so in that app, some of those apps allow, you know, strangers to contact them. So if you have any app that somebody can contact them or they can get through that app out to the internet, mm -hmm. um, they can, you know, whether it's a Kindle Fire, um, if it's connected at all to the internet, there's probably 99% sure a way to access pornography through it. And that becomes a real challenge for parents. That's why we have, you know, on Defend Young Minds, on our Instagram account, on our Facebook account, on our, um, and in our articles that we publish, we have tutorials. We have a lot of help with some of these technology, you know, the devices and how to make them safer because I'm not going to say they're going to be hundred percent safe. Thank safer. you. I totally agree. Yes. <laughs> and I, obviously you do that. That is the thing that you are doing such a great job at. Um, we're all just trying to help educate our, you know, the parents to really do a job that in many ways they shouldn't have to be doing. But that's the reality, right? We can we can say we shouldn't have to, but th there's the ideal, right? And then there's the reality. Yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, another thing that I I think about too is you know parents who think you know, oh, okay, my house is completely locked down, my kids don't have access to any devices. You know, where are those kids getting access to explicit content? Their friends. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Some kids will have a burner phone. Burner phones are phones that they can get, you know, um, with some of their extra money that, um, and they can purchase and it can go through Wi-Fi. 
Mm-hmm. So it's not connected to Verizon or something like that, but it's connected to what, to your Wi-Fi, And right. you may not know that they're, uh, you, you've got another device. Um, so they're getting that. I mean, even libraries these days depend, you know, I don't know if every state, but it just seems like a lot of li- public libraries now um, do not filter out pornography. Yeah. Um, wow. So people can get access to that in just a public library. And um, maybe that depends on, but you ought to check that out. You ought to make sure you ought to go to your library and ask that yeah. specific question if it's being filtered. Um, and um, social media, any social media uh platform and again they're friends you know they may you may feel like they have everything locked down the minute they walk out the door um and the thing is is you don't want to like mistrust your kids you want to totally trust them listen (laughs) i'm a veteran mom i found out things about what my kids were sneaking and they're good kids they were great kids yeah but they wanted to do what they wanted to do. And if they found a way to kind of sneak, you know, what's the harm? I found out things when they were adults. Yeah. <laughs> they did not know what's going on. So don't be like me. Don't be like me. Um, <laughs> One thing I've seen is when kids encounter someone in an online game and then they take that conversation private where a person starts grooming them and, um, you know, sends them explicit content or, or anything like that, or asks them to send explicit pictures. So what can parents do to really help like avoid these scenarios or help them to kind of see these grooming behaviors? Right. So I'll just say that obviously education, you need to teach kids that, you know, unfortunately there are some, you know, bad people out there. Um, Misguided, bad people that are trying to hurt children and make money off of them. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. So, um, but we can talk to them. But the problem is, is these people that do this are so good. They're so highly trained. So you have to have a two-pronged approach, right? You've got to have one education. So you teach your children um, some of the red flags teach them to keep their information private, never mention the name of their school, their town, um, anything. Um, but, and, and it's hard because you don't want to raise your kids to be untrusting, but it's just, I don't know. Um, so you have to teach them that you don't really know who you're talking to, you know, really don't know who you're talking to. And if they start to ask for things like a picture, that's a red flag, right? That is a red flag. So not gonna um, not gonna let you do that. Not gonna do that. And when that happens, if that happens, come right to mom. But the second thing is we have to monitor. You know, our kids, their brains are not developed till after they're 20. Right. So um, at a very, you know, at 13 or 14 or 12, I mean, we still they need our prefrontal cortex. Right. They need our prefrontal cortex. They need help. So we need to monitor. I just saw a story where 
you know, a mom had done all the things, right? And limited the apps that her child could have. Um, but somebody had contacted the child through this, like I said, editing app, mm -hmm. app and was so slick, so slick and getting, getting her uh, trust and getting her. So the first thing they do is they get trust. They like, Oh, I'm your friend. And then they start to try to distance the child from their family, you know, mm -hmm. find some weakness. Oh, you, your mom got mad at you. Oh, your mom doesn't really understand you or your dad, or your parents or your whatever. Right. And they start to like isolate the child and they're just so good at this. They're just so they're like psychologically very, um, equipped with the tools to overcome a child that is really, you know, um, vulnerable. So mm -hmm. it's two things. We do have to talk to our children and we do have to monitor and they need to know that we're doing this for their own. We're not trying to, you know, um, harm them. But, and then the third thing I would just say is like, you know, parents, you're not always going to be popular with their kids. Yeah. Your kids are not going to like you all the time. They're not going to like what you do. They're not going to appreciate um, everything you do for them. Um, like get that expectation off the table. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> you're not you going to be best buds with your kids. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I was not popular with my kids all the time. Yep. But I think now as adults, I can see why I did certain things. And um, so, yeah, that I would just put that out there. It's okay to <laughs> not be popular with your kids all the time. And it's okay. that. And maybe we could talk a little bit about privacy, you know? Yeah. Do kids, do kids deserve privacy? It's not so much if they deserve it. It's that privacy for a child in this day and age is putting them at risk. It yeah. is making them more vulnerable. So if you think you want to give your child privacy, you're actually making them more vulnerable to predators because predator will love nothing more than a child who has been given full privacy by their parents. So I would give up the idea of privacy yeah. um, until they are honestly 18 or out of your house. Um, because again, Prefrontal cortex, not completely developed and still vulnerable. And uh, again, it's not that they don't deserve it. It's just they can't handle it. Right. It's not a age appropriate for them. And that's one thing um, I definitely, I get so many comments on my YouTube videos uh, from teenagers and from kids, like when I'm talking about parental controls and monitoring and things like that with exactly that, like, you know, oh, you know, your kids are going to put you in a home. And I, I usually respond like, I can't wait. Sounds great. Um, <laughs> but they, they really harp on this whole privacy thing. And my big thing is even adults don't have privacy online. So why would you expect to have any privacy online? Because, you know, I watch these court cases and I've said this a few times, um, but I watch these court cases and the amount of data that is coming from our phones to, to the like, you know, and the, you know, the prosecutor will use all of this data that's coming out of your phone to, you know, say you were here at this time and you were doing this and you were doing that. 
you know, even how many steps you've taken and everything like that. So no, I don't even have privacy. So you should have no expectation of privacy when I'm still trying to keep you safe. Right. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that 100%. And I think kids can use this whole privacy thing, you know, to get what they want, which is freedom and no controls. And, you know, we can all remember that time. Right. But, um, you know, what we wanted as kids and what was good for us probably were two different things. So, yeah. <laughs> um, again, we got to stand, we got to kind of step up and be parents and not necessarily just be their pals or their friends. There's a time and a place to be a friend to your child. I think, you know, once I think my kids now, they're older and, you know, we do have a much, you know, we have a much more friendship based in a sense relationship. Right. It has changed. Um mainly because I don't get to tell them what to do all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. You know, right. it's their journey now and they get to take it. They get to, I used to tell my kids, you know, I'm going to try to do this here. Yeah, you know, fine. you're, you're, you're going to grow. You're going to be um, 18 years old between now and 18 or when you're financially independent, you can, um, you get to make all these decisions. I mean, you don't get your right. your you mother gets to yeah. have some input, right? right? I get to make a lot of the decisions uh, and and limits, right? But after you turn eighteen and after you're an adult, you have the rest of your life to do whatever you want to do. Right. And I would put it like that, and they're like, they can't argue. It's like you know, because right. it's my role right now in this little space called childhood um, to do my best set you up but then you really are going to have the rest of your life to yeah. make those decisions and have the freedom and have whatever privacy you can figure out um but for this little bit this little time in your life it's it's my duty it's my stewardship as your parent to do the best i can to protect you to defend you to help you so Sometimes that can work because they didn't seem to be able to come back at that. Like, <laughs> you're going to have, didn't have like, to come back for that. <laughs> yeah, like 60 to 80 years where you don't have, you can make all the decisions you want. <laughs> and I won't, I won't be there. I won't, I won't be there telling you what to do or putting limits on you. Yeah. Or if you're like my mom, you know, you can tell me what to do, but I won't listen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's a, such a good point. And I want to talk a little bit more about, um, about the books. So, because the books are so great. Um, yeah. like I said, we, I, I love them, love them. So your junior book and your yeah. standard book, um, have different plans for kids to implement when they see pornography. Yes. Um, so can you explain kind of the difference between the turn, run, tell and the can do plans and like kind of why yeah. you, you kind of separated that out? Yeah, because the first one is very, it's very, for three to six-year-olds, we want to make it super simple. Um, so, and it's funny because Turn, Run, Town, it just seems so simple, but it took me a while to come up with that. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just not the smartest candle on the cake, but it did take a little while. Um, but the idea of turning. You, did, you, you nailed it. So good job. <laughs> turning away because, you know, you kind of get the deer in the headlights. So to turn away, to turn away and, and then to run like, like a certain sense of urgency, get away from it. Yeah. Right. And um, if, you know, if it's on a screen, flip it over um and then tell make sure you tell a trusted adult um whoever you're with right if you're with grandparents if you're with your parents you know a babysitter whatever so um turn run tell is super simple for little children and in the book we have little actions that they can do with each one of those you know yeah they can kind of and we also have a play therapy guide that you can get um, free to download. Um, there's a QR code on the book that you can just go to and download. This has been developed by play therapists who really want to help parents like inculcate all of the principles in the book and really, you know, make, solidify them in your child's mind. Um, so they know really what to do and how to do it and just play. It's fun. I've seen this. We put on a workshop at a, uh, early childhood ed conference a while ago, and it was very, uh, popular and it was really helpful. So there's that guide. And so that's junior. Um, but we still have information on like how to deal with those images afterwards. So if a child sees something, you know, we have a lot of like questions about like, well, what should we, should we talk about it more with them? Should we help them for, forget the image? And we have a lot of really good information in the back and the notes to caregivers in the back um, on how to help a child through that. So um, then in the can do plan, so can do is stands for like five steps. Um, I won't go through them all, but the first is, you know, C, which is Just pull it up. close your eyes, right? Close your eyes. Again, it's that kind of like you may have that deer in the headlights. Um, close your eyes. And um, because the longer you look at a picture, the more, you know, you're going to, it's going to be imprinted in your brain. And then um, A is, you know, uh, alert a trusted adult so again you know telling someone and and this idea of like not having secrecy yes is really important um because when a child keeps something secret that starts to be a wedge yeah there it is there's like a poster and all of those are explained in the book with more detail um and then n is name it so um name it and when you put a label on, you know, in that book, we talk a lot about the feeling brain and the thinking brain. We talk about the, the neuroscience and it's very, it's boiled down. So honestly, um, even a young child can understand this, but it's very helpful. And so uh, just, you know, those three steps, you should do that at the very, like whenever you see something, do that first. Um, but when you name something, what part of the brain are you bringing online? It's the 
thinking brain, right? It's a thinking brain. So you want to definitely, you know, help a child, um, you, you know, bring that part of, because once their thinking brain is brought kind of online, it helps them to do action, right? It helps them to get control over um, their feeling brain, which is like, oh, (laughs) and so those are the three steps. Now the next two steps, um, I won't go through, but it's basically what to do, how to get, give power to that thinking brain and how to, how to neutralize or forget in air quotes, right? Sure. And the, those images, which are shocking and the brain is designed to remember shocking images. So what do you do? Uh, so that's all explained as well. And that's a very important part of this whole, um, you know, defense against pornography, because what you do at the beginning and right away, but also when they keep popping back up, how do you, how do you, what are some cognitive skills to deal with that and to neutralize those? So um, those are things in, in any age of child can use this. It mm-hmm. takes some practice. Um, obviously, don't show them real pornography. <laughs> Honestly, I've been asked that. I even saw somebody that was on an earlier Instagram live and I saw somebody's parent had done that. Like, ah, uh, you showed us, showed me pornography is reverse psychology. And I'm like, no, no, don't do let's, that. Let's don't not. Do that. We don't need to do that. So, and there's no bad pictures in good pictures, bad pictures. I've also been asked that. <laughs> no, no. no, all good pictures. No, no <laughs> bad pictures. Yeah. You just well, want to give them enough information about what a bad picture might look like. Yeah. So they can recognize it. Obviously, we're not giving them the whole ugly, you know, thing uh, when they're seven years old. You know, you can step that up a little bit as they grow older, but, you know, um, they just need enough to recognize it and understand why it's harmful. Yeah. I didn't have your book when my kids were littles because they, it didn't exist yet, but, um, but we've always had a lot of technology in the house. You know, I'm, I've been in it for 20 years, so it's just a lot of technology. Um, and you know, they had access to a computer, you know, at like three or four. And I always would say like, if you see naked mommies and daddies, like turn it off and come and tell me, you know, I didn't have a wonderful resource like your book, but it was the same kind of thing. Like, no, I'm not going to like show them what it is, but I'm going to explain it in like maybe a way they can understand um, and then go from there. But your book does it way better than I did. Well, thank you, Sarah. I have, I know there are some people that are concerned and they say, well, what you're doing is just saying nudity and all nudity is not pornography and you're making them, we do not shame the body at all. In fact, we take overt steps to say all parts of your body are good, including your private parts, but it's not safe. You know, to look at the prior, you know, to look at these pictures and it's not safe to take pictures of your own private parts and share them with others. So, again, we want to nip that uh, sexting or sharing nudes. You want to nip that in the bud when they're young. And um, also, you know, that's very protective um, against Jill. You know, I I honestly don't understand why this has become such a huge, but I mean, I do, but it has become such a huge thing. And if you think your teen isn't sharing nudes, 
um, because they would never do that. I think you need to. You're probably wrong. Understand the cultural forces at work and know that um, there's a large and, and also they're coerced into it. You know, there's a coercive factor. I know of some girls that if they refuse, then, you know, other bad things might happen to them socially. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a hard, you know, that's why I recommend not, I recommend holding off social media as long as possible. Ideally, honestly, until they're 16, honestly, I know that sounds crazy to some parents, but it's a gift. I believe it's a gift to just keep them um, unburdened um, and they may hate you for it, but honestly, it's you, you, they may see the wisdom and I think many of them do see the wisdom later on, especially when they see what's happening with their friends and, um, and there's so much, right? There's so much evidence now yeah. that it, social media is hurting teens and tweens. Um, you know, who was it? Uh, Jennifer Garner, that basically she was on uh, Good Morning America. And she said, basically, I don't let my teens have, um, you know, have social media. So um, until they can come up with a, um, she, what was she saying? Until they can come up with the research. And studies that say that social media is good for kids, <laughs> um, then you know I'm going to stick then with I'm all good. the research says not good for kids. Right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I did like um, the Surgeon General's um, uh, advisory on on teens and social media. Um, I think he did highlight some of the positives that can come. Um, but again, you said tweens. Tweens should absolutely not be on social media. It should, you know the limit is 13 for a reason. Um, and so if they're under 13, they should not have anything that, uh, that they shouldn't be allowed on. Right. Uh, And if they do, and if you've let them, you've let them lie basically, because they have to lie. Exactly. And is that setting up a good precedent? Because if you're allowing them to lie to Instagram or wherever, then if so they lie to they you, lie how about? can you, I don't know, right. maybe I'm yeah, being a no. little bit direct, but they no, lie no, to I, you. Can you really, yeah. you know, so if this has happened to you, it's okay. Take a step back. You can regroup and you can say, you know what? I made a mistake. Yeah. I, I literally posted a, um, a YouTube video. So I do a regular video every Tuesday. Um, and it was the big mistakes parents make. And that was like, number one mistake is lying about their age, whether you're lying about it to get a social media account or whether you're lying about it to make them younger for like some parental controls. I'm like, either way, you know, don't do that. So, um, I totally agree. Like don't lie about their age. It will come back to bite you. It will. I really believe it will. It will come yeah. back to bite you. And I think that, you know, it is a trite save. Honestly, it's the best policy, but it, 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 in this case, for sure, it really is. And uh, it's protective of children. There's a really good reason why people put that age in place. Um, part of it, too, is that they don't want companies advertising to your young child. Right. Um, and Looks taking their, yeah. you know, information. And um, so, yeah, all good things. And, but 
you know, when it comes, you know, back to like pornography and teaching kids about pornography, another protective thing is that kids are safer from sexual abuse mm-hmm. um, when they and sextortion when they understand um, how to reject and why to reject pornography because pornography is used. It is the number one grooming tool uh, for sexual exploitation, for sexual abuse by any predator. Um, and, um, I have a little story about that. Yeah. That's um, so mom contacted me and told me she had read good pictures, bad pictures to her six-year-old son. They went over to a friend's house for dinner one evening. And this friend was doing some renovation and they put all the kids toys down at the bottom of the basement stairs. So the idea was just run down there, grab your toy, come back up. So this little six-year-old, he was down there looking around, you know, maybe hesitating, trying to find the perfect toy. And um, meanwhile, a gentleman that was, I wouldn't really call him a gentleman, but a man who was down there came up to him. He was the renter. He was renting the downstairs basement. He saw this little boy. He came up to him with the phone, showed him gay sex on, on the phone and said, this is really fun. Started to like, just talk to him and show him right away, like right there. And um, this little boy like recognized, okay, that's somebody showing me a picture of private parts. Right. And I, nobody should show me, we say that explicitly in the books no one should show you pictures of private parts. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, recognize that this was pornography. This was bad pictures. And he knew exactly what to do. So he ran up the stairs, told his mom. And I think that was the end of that dinner. And (laughs) um, clearly, but that kid, even though it's not his responsibility to keep himself safe, like I just want to, I know that, but we live in such a tricky world. And so it's, it's advisable to give kids some tools so they recognize and they can get themselves out of some tricky situations um, and protect themselves when a parent isn't with them every single second. You wouldn't expect a few minutes down picking out a toy your friend's house oh, would crazy. be a dangerous situation. Never. Yeah. but it was in fact so Mm -hmm. that's one reason um and i just there's just so many stories i have of kids that when they're shown pornography maybe like another child's nine-year-old child um was looking at was on the playground um and playing with a friend and there was other kids and this kid came up to him hey i want to show you something showed him pornography on his phone and again this child knew up that's pornography he labeled it he knew what it was he recognized it he knew exactly what to do turned away like no not not something i want to look at and went home and told his mom and he said i was scared but i knew what to do you know and so you can just feel the burden coming off of that child Mm -hmm. you know they they have some help they have some knowledge. They know what to do. They're not caught off guard completely. And I don't know about you, 
uh, Sarah, but I'm like not very good when I'm caught off guard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I, very good as an adult with a fully formed <laughs> prefrontal cortex. Um, right. So our kids are much more vulnerable. So we need to teach them some ways to recognize it and reject it. Yeah. So let, let, let us talk about the, the flip side of that, because you're talking about, you know, I am not ready for these like, you know, hard things. So is there a can do plan for me for when my kid comes up to me and says, Hey, I, you know, they, they turned, they ran and now they're telling and now I need to react in a proper way. So, so what is my can-do plan? Yeah, we call it a smart plan. So, oh, good. Oh, you do have one. I printed this out. It's an actual, it's a PDF Perfect. that you can get, but it's yeah. it's like a book. Okay. Oh wow, that's great. It's a book, yeah. and it's got all our best curated information on you know what to do, and it starts with this smart plan, which is. Um, S-M-A-R-T, um, so S stands for stay calm when you when this happens, and, and I'll tell you, this is hard to do. Yeah. So just stay calm in front of your kid, and then go into a private place and scream <laughs> in a pillow, cry, whatever, <laughs> Right. get a friend, get a spouse, but, um, but stay calm because the most, you don't want to like get the emotions involved in this you will not make a good decision or have a good response when you're all emotional about it so i always say wait you can wait 24 hours you can wait 72 hours mm -hmm. right you do not have to respond um right away it would be much better for you to get kind of a handle on your own emotions because you're going to feel you know, you're going to have to deal with fear, guilt, possibly shame, possibly anger, right? Mm -hmm. All of these big emotions you're going to have to deal with and you should deal with them before, ideally before. Yeah. Um, we do have some help if you kind of blew up <laughs> and didn't stay calm, but ideally stay calm and um, wait. Um, I once had a friend who called me up. She was sobbing. I couldn't even, I didn't even like, I could not even tell what she was saying. And I finally said, do you need me to come over? And <laughs> I, 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 I had like, um, my car was in the shop. Oh, no. <laughs> I called another friend. Can you drive me over to this girl? And so, um, went into her house. She wasn't even answering. Found her in her master bathroom, just like, and I thought, did her husband die? Did he right. tell her she, they were going to get a divorce? What is going on? She found porn on her 14-year-old's iPad, her mm -hmm. son's iPad. And she was, her first thing before, after she would have, like, calmed down, she was going to go to the school and rip him out of there. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> no. Hang on. Yes. So then the next step is M, make a plan. So now that you've kind of calmed down a little bit, process some of your emotions, um, and hopefully realize that you're not in this alone and 
what's happening to you has happened to many other parents and it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's make a plan. Um, and we have questions in this guide, you know, what, what to ask. Um, and you don't want to make it the Spanish Inquisition, right? <laughs> Sit down with an hour long, with a, a light in their eyes. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> expects the Spanish Inquisition. No, right? <laughs> Nobody. But um, what you want to do is is get some, uh, you know, make a plan. Um, and there's certain questions that we recommend, but it should be kind of like a conversation that is not. You may want to get all this information like right away, but it's better if it's drip, drip, drip Mm -hmm. and you build trust. Um, I just want to say, I'll go back to the first one, stay calm. If you come in and you see that your child is, you know, you can say, look, this is what I found. Um, I'm, we're not going to have a conversation right now, you know, but I, I've seen what's happened and I'm, we're going to be talking about this, uh, at a, at a later date mm-hmm. when I pulled some thoughts together. So, you know, you can have that, but just again, try to keep your, your uh, emotion out of it as much as possible. Um, so make a plan. Um, and, um, and then it goes on from there. Three other steps that help mm-hmm. you, you know, develop a plan, develop a tech plan, um, help them to understand their own emotions um, involved in this. And then we have a ton of other articles in here, the smart plan guide. Um, It's called my kids saw porn. Now what Um, we have, for example, like we have a bunch of articles about like from parents that their, their child was in caught in this porn trap and how they managed it and what they did and what was helpful for them. So you learn from other parents. Um, you know, I blew up at my kid, five steps to heal your relationship, <laughs> right? Uh, how to help a kid who doesn't want help. You know, does my child need counseling? Mm-hmm. Uh, we help you figure that out. Um, even if your child, you know, um, why good kids get pulled into porn. And if your child has developed a compulsive, you know, habit or um, then, you know, a seven step plan that you, you can teach them. Um, and also just like um, how to create a good habit. Cause when you're trying to overcome a bad habit, you need to replace it with a good habit, mm-hmm. a positive habit. Um, so just a lot of help in this uh, really it's an ebook. Um, and you can find that on our website at defendyoungminds.com. So that's our best advice. We could be on here for seven hours going through (laughs) the whole thing, but I think it's probably easier, um, to just, uh, you know, go check out our guide. Yeah, for sure. Um, and actually the, the next question I had for you, uh, we have uh, a listener that um, that asked the same question. So I'm just going to pull up his question. Um, I always hoped my kids and I could talk about it uh, just once and be done with it. But I think we get used to talking about awkward stuff on a regular basis. So the question I had was for parents who feel awkward about trying to like approach this situation um, or not situation, but like just approach the conversation. What advice do you have for them to kind of like 
get over it. <laughs> and get over it. Um, well, first of all, I understand why it feels awkward. Okay. It is awkward um, because it's not only involving, um, you know, when you think about it, sex, it's involving a perversion of sex. And you want to talk to your little kid about that? No. But the thing about the books, and I don't need to be making shameless plugs here, but like, no, it I makes it super it all day long because it's so great. <laughs> well, somehow, and honestly, it wasn't just me. I had so much help in writing these books and not only help from other experts, um, therapists and uh, other people that are really knowledgeable, but parents, you know, we really um, had a lot of help from other parents beta testing these books. And if you go on Amazon, you can see we just hit uh, for the um, one for older kids, a good picture is bad picture, just hit 3000 reviews. Um, and I think it's like a 4.8, you know, so it's, it's, uh, you can see a lot of the reviews that say how comfortable it is. And um, so I would say, um, get the books and see if those are going to help you read them through yourself. Yeah. Um, if you need help, practice, practice with, you know, another friend or a spouse. Um, I always find that practice definitely makes you more comfortable, but because, and they are designed to be read to kids even before you have the sex talks, but we highly recommend you start those by seven Mm -hmm. um, because you're risking that, you know, if you're not the first one there talking about sex, kids will hire porn to learn about it. And um, so the earlier you can start those conversations, you know, the better. And we have an article called um, Seven Things Every Seven-Year-Old Should Know About Love and Sex. Um, and that's on DefendYoungMinds.com. So go check that out. Um, but, um, yeah, I, well, sometimes I'll speak, I'll say, okay, everyone say the word pornography, you know, yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's okay. We need to have power over that word. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need to practice and we need to have power, like say the names of the parts of the body, you know, you need to be able to say vagina and penis and, and not like freak out, like elbow, you know, arm right. it's, it's. They're parts of the body. They have specific, you know, important, they're important and they're good. Yeah. And we don't want to like add shame by being so embarrassed to say it, you know? And so we tried to have these conversations, uh, you know, early with our kids mm -hmm. so that we were the ones that they could come and talk to. And I'll tell you, I had two daughters and one daughter was really uncomfortable <laughs> talking about this. Like, okay, got it, mom. Fine. Okay. If you ever want to talk about it. Yep. Oh, yep. Got it. Oh. <laughs> and the other one was like, can we read that book again together? <laughs> what was this work? And da, 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 and this and that. And so you're going to have some kids that are going to be more comfortable than others, but it's okay. They need to hear it. And and they need this, right? They yeah. they need these conversations. And if they don't want to talk, fine. They just need to listen. And sometimes 
you know, parents will get them in a car ride, right? Side to side. Just let's have a chat. We've got 20 minutes. So we're going to be going here. Um, take advantage of those times when they're locked in. Seat <laughs> <belted> in. <laughs> you can't body. go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but sometimes it's comfortable not being like face to face on this. Right. I know another mom that would have these conversations with her boys when they were playing the Legos or doing, you know, something else. And she would just start conversations and they could just kind of have it while the kids were kind of involved with some other things. So there's all kinds of ways. And we have articles on that as well and, and information about how to make those conversations more comfortable in the guide, how to uh, talk to kids about porn, which is our free guide uh, that you can download. And we have some great tips about different situations that you can take advantage of to make this more comfortable. And I will just say that what parents report to me is after they get started and, you know, keep it going, that they're, they feel much more comfortable. It's like that, yeah. I don't know, that activation energy, you know, right. how like sometimes you're like, okay, I have to clean this kitchen. <laughs> okay. I'm going to set a timer for five minutes. I will right. do it for five minutes. Yeah. And once you start, then, okay, you can spend 15 or 20 and get it done. Yeah. It's the same thing. There's like this activation energy. Once you get started, you're over the hump and you, you, it, it's much more comfortable and, and you can continue the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we did have a question um, from an, another person that says, please repeat where to find these resources. So let's be clear about defendyoungminds.com is right. Kristen's website. So make sure you check out defendyoungminds.com uh, to get all of these like awesome free resources. I mean, you can yeah. buy the book on Amazon or the books. I would definitely recommend both, especially if you have little, little kids, but, um, but there's so much free resources just yeah. on the website. We alone. do. We use basically when you buy a book, you are, you are supporting our website. And yeah. most of the guides are free. Some of them are a nominal uh, fee. But again, you're supporting our work. We really appreciate it. And, you know, it helps us get it all out on social media and um, travel to conferences and, you know, pay people to, because I can't do this all, <laughs> all on my own, um, to do all, all the graphics and social media and all these kinds of things. So, Thank you for, you know, for that. But again, there are a lot of free, you know, we, we pay writers to do research. We pay, re you know, we um, get, you know, lots of great articles um, that are timely and helpful. And um, it's, it's no small feat to do that. So um, we really appreciate everyone that, is purchasing a copy of our books or one of our guides um, because you're really helping us get the word out to more and more parents and helping be a part of the solution, not only in your own family, but for other families too. So yay for you. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you, Sarah. Yeah, no, of course. Um, is there anything else we missed? Uh, uh, we've been talking for an hour and it's been amazing and like you said we could probably talk about this subject for you know seven hours straight um but who wants to i don't right. even want to do that sarah so. <laughs> yeah but 
I just, I guess I just want to end with saying that um, as a parent, we can feel so burdened and so overwhelmed and then just like, just can't handle it. Yeah. This is why we've created these resources, these tools. Just take one step, you know, take one step, then just take another step and don't let the overwhelm stop you because you're doing this for your kids and they deserve. So I, I always say no kid deserves to face the porn industry alone. And that means your kid and not only the porn industry, the whole sexual exploitation industry, which is linked with pornography. So just start by taking one step, download our free guide, uh, check out our books, just one step at a time and get some help. Do it with some friends, you know, get together a group of friends and do it together. I mean, what could be better, right? Because the truth is you're all going to need it. Not There's not one child that doesn't need this on the planet. Honestly, uh, yeah. uh, pretty much everyone that has any uh, connection to the internet access at all. So Does everybody. <laughs> yes. And don't feel bad about your, don't feel guilty if this has already happened to your child. Yeah. Um, we are all, uh, all of our kids are vulnerable. We're all doing the best we can. We never shame parents on Defend Young Minds. We are always just trying to help and meet you where you are Mm -hmm. and then bring you one step at a time. So um, I just want to give a shout out to all the parents out there. It's a tough, tough job. It's never been tougher. Absolutely. (laughs) There we go. I know, there you go. (laughs) Absolutely. It's, it's, um, and so you're doing great. Just take one more step and then one more step and, um, your kids will thank you for it. They, at some point they will be better off and, um, and I just applaud you parents out there. And I look at my own daughter and, you know, it's, it's a tough time to raise kids. So we're just trying to make it easier, easier, yeah. <laughs> not easy. <laughs> not easy. Make it easy. There's no easy button. Easy. There's no easy button. Yeah. No easy. So thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate all the work you're doing. Takes a village. No. Um, appreciate. Um, and all the parents that are listening in. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're so busy, so I really appreciate you uh, coming on here and and helping my audience. And uh, hopefully they've got some better tools now to to help their kids, uh, uh, to help porn proof their kids. I love that phrase that is part of your book. So. Well, thank you so much. All right. We'll see you guys next week and have a good one. Thank you for listening to Family Tech Talk. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. I am Family Tech on all platforms and respond to all of my DMs. You can also become one of my techs by joining the Facebook group, our subreddit, or the Discord server. Just search any platform for Family Tech and you'll be sure to find the community.